Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. The Latin term for that sentiment is carpe diem. Now, who knows what that means? Carpe diem. That sees the day. Very good, Mr. Meeks. Meeks. Another unusual name. Seize the day. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Why does the writer use these lines? Because he's in a hurry. No. Ding. Thank you for playing anyway. Because we are food for worms, lads. Because believe it or not, each and every one of us in this room is one day going to stop breathing, turn cold, and die. And I'd like you to step forward over here. Peruse some of the faces from the past. You've walked past them many times. But I don't think you've really looked at them. They're not that different from you, are they? Same haircuts. Full of hormones, just like you. Invincible, just like you feel. The world is their oyster. They believe they're destined for great things, just like many of you. Their eyes are full of hope, just like you. Did they wait until it was too late to make from their lives even one iota of what they were capable? Because you see, gentlemen, these boys are now fertilizing daffodils. But if you listen real close, you can hear them whisper their legacy to you. Good evening, listeners. Three in History here reminding you that we can be found on Stitcher, Pandora, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Podcast Addict, as well as anywhere else you can listen to your podcast. Just search nerdybones.podbean.com and look under Three in History. And now, guys, tonight we're going to talk about a truly influential man of both comedy and drama. He has touched the lives of so many, including our own. So with much anticipation, we three in history bring to you our episode on Robin Williams. Yeah. Well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this has uh, been a story for me for a, a long time. I've been wanting to put together, wanted to bring in the podcast, and I finally feel like I've, like I can do it. You know, Yay. like you know, It's, you know, Nerdy Bones has been around for a while, but now I feel like this is the time. This is time to bring Robin Williams to you guys. So, you guys, this is my story. Of a, I'm going to bring you Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. Sweet. So here we go. Uh, Robin Williams was born July 21st, 1951, in St. Luke's Hospital in Chicago, Illinois. Nice. Tritown. Tritown, yeah, yeah. So his uh, birth name was uh, Robin McLaurin Williams. We had to do that a couple times. <laughs> it's okay. The introduction took us a little while today. <laughs> so I uh, feel shameful. One of the big reasons that I wanted to do this story for a long time is uh, Robin is a big person in my life. Like uh, I remember when my dad passed on Easter, I remember saying, "I hope my dad is in heaven telling dad jokes as Robin Williams." That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, so that'd be an awesome afterlife. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one of the reasons I wanted to do Robin Williams. So uh, his father was actually an executive at the Ford Lincoln Mercury Division. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah, dude. Robin grew up with fucking Skrilla. Like, yeah, he, I was thinking, though, like, like, I was just thinking, like, that's pretty awesome that he became such a creative, guy, yeah. yeah, down-to-earth creative personality from someone who was obviously probably a really stiff-and-shirt yeah. businessman. Well, uh... 
in my research, Robin didn't care for that. Like the, the like the whole money that wasn't his shtick. Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. He took a totally different path that his father did. Yeah. Well, like the one quote that I'm gonna say tonight is, uh, "If I ever grow up, I'm afraid I can't make a living." <laughs> so his thing is like he was a kid. Like his, oh yeah. His That's brain. why he's, I used to always love the Toys R Us you know commercial. <laughs> I don't want to grow up. The Toys R Us kids. <laughs> and I'm, I used to always be like, yeah, that's me. I'm always going to want to play with toys and make fun of things and laugh a lot. Like, I think when you stop laughing, you start dying. Well, that would be right on Robin's forte. It's, it's as soon as you stop thinking things are funny. And we're, it's going to be on episode maybe three that we're going to talk. We're going to get into the serious stuff on episode three, I think. Because I have a, how, how much I've put together... This guy deserves the fucking hundred percent service. You know, like he's gonna get yeah. his story told, and we're not gonna talk about any of the bullshit stuff. We're not gonna talk about yeah, there's drugs, and we're gonna talk about that. But we're here to celebrate Rob Williams tonight. Yeah, we're, we're not here to be like oh and blah 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 blah. But anyway, this is a roast. <laughs> but anyway, so his father was an executive at an automotive company. It was like the biggest fucking thing in the world. Yeah, billions of dollars. Yeah. Fucking billions of and his mother was a model. Wow. <laughs> his mom was a model. I didn't know that. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons I want to bring this story to you guys. I want to start this whole story off with one of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite men. It's a brutal field, man. They burn out. It takes its toll. Plus the lifestyle. Partying, drinking, drugs. If you're on the road, it's even more brutal. You gotta come back down to melt your ass out, and then performing takes you back up. They flame out because it comes and goes. Suddenly they're hot, and then somebody else is hot. Sometimes they get very bitter. Sometimes they just give up. Sometimes they have a revival thing, and they come back again. Sometimes they snap. The pressure kicks in. You become obsessed, and then you lose that focus that you need. That's one of the crazy things is that we're going to not really talk about the drug use. We will. We can't avoid talking about it. Of course not. But uh, we're He not, didn't avoid talking about it. He, he did not. <laughs> like, there was one joke. I forget how he said it. He was talking about uh, taking a trip to uh, Portugal. And he, I, I forget exactly how he said it. But he's like, oh, yeah, we give you a drug and we give you a monkey for your back. <laughs> it, it, it's all about cocaine. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll get into that. Like I said, we're gonna skirt it. We're not gonna. That's not where. That's not our goal tonight. No. So he had uh, two elder brothers. They were both half brothers. One was named Robert and Todd. <laughs> awesome name for brothers. <laughs> I agree. So and his mother was a practitioner of Christian Science. You know anything about Christian Science? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I, I looked into. It was like, what? Uh, I think it's it's what that prayer is. Uh, it's the most effective way to heal sicknesses. Is prayer through prayer. Yeah. Like so, like my foot's falling off. Let's let's pray about that. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that is. I think that's, that's what it sounds like. like that, yeah. yeah. So uh, Robin, that's a uh, it's it's psychotic actually. If you, if psychosomatic you, there's a thing there psychosomatic does work that's right? what I'm saying same, same thing is, is like that what they're basically trying yeah, to say placebo, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah same thing as placebo but you know if you if you got a terminal illness there's no there's no amount of praying that's going to do anything but we're going to well I 
I mean, that's 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 a whole nother topic that's of a debate. Another topic. <laughs> yes, it is. We'll just not go into that one tonight. <laughs> so, uh, Robin attended public school in Lake Forest in Gorton Elementary School. That's literally how it's spelled: G O R T O N. Gorton. Sounds like Gorton. Gort- hmm, interesting. Gort- yeah, and uh, he was a. Apparently unremarkable at that point. Hmm. The, th- the thing is, uh, we talked about earlier. He was a rich kid. Yeah. He, he he was awkward. He used to actually. I remember this very specifically. Going through the book, he used to um, take his toys and make like big like battle scenes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he would do voices for each one of the like characters, quote unquote. They were like on the battlefield. Like, I, it's I, like you did with the dinosaurs and Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Because I'm true. coming back as oil. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he would do. And that's where I think that's where his genius was born. I was going to say, that's when his spark was alive. That spark. <laughs> and the weird thing is he was real shy. And like, You know what, though? I think that's one thing that I've kind of heard from a lot of the people who are not like personally heard but read about with some of the, the actors yeah. and musicians well, like Jim Carrey and probably was pretty yeah similar. they're pretty they're well I don't know about him but a lot of them <laughs> have like a shy thing but it's like different when they're on stage or they're behind yeah. the camera or they're whatever it, it's they feel like they can be another yeah. person so they're not shy anymore because they're not that person that yeah. person who's shy i like that you bring that up because like for me in particular i'm i'm a very introverted person but when mm-hmm. we're buying the microphones i'm a i'm just like yeah go 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 and uh one of the big things when we were talking about when we were starting the episode i wanted to do the good morning vietnam because good morning vietnam is what got me into wanting to be a broadcaster yeah, you were and, saying that. And now we'll put that at the end. Yeah. Yes, we will. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, and now we're an internet we're we are internet broadcasters. I I'm I'm gonna venture to say without Robin Williams, we wouldn't be doing this right now. Yeah. Well Well, I mean but, yeah, yeah, you, you, you wouldn't that. and we wouldn't if you weren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. That's what this I'm saying. This is rock and roll. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hope you guys get that out there <laughs> so uh in 1963 his father transferred to detroit moving they moved to a 40 room mansion nice. a 40 dude, room I couldn't but it's in detroit that. so is that does Still, that count <laughs> i couldn't handle that that's imagine too many a 40, imagine a 40 room garage would be badass no, that's creepy. <laughs> She's like, no. Each one of those rooms has a possibility of being haunted. And are you going to really, every time you come home, go through rooms. every room? No, I'm not going like, to go through every room. I'll be happy to go through just a few rooms. You, I, I would absolutely. What would you there. do with yourself? <laughs> Literally, what would you do your, with yourself? I'm OCD. So I could not have a house that big because I would be spend my whole entire life checking would be spent checking the rooms and cleaning them. Yep, yep. So no, that that's 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 too much for me. It's already giving me anxiety. My right, <laughs> my anxiety would be like, okay, I'm gonna be sitting in this room, maybe maybe sitting in this room playing video games. I gotta check like 16 rooms over. Because maybe I left a lighter in there. Or something. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, God forbid, it's like one of those old time houses where it's like the ground floor. It has like the, the den and the dining room and yeah. the, the little um, 
area where they would go and have brandy. And then <laughs> right. upstairs has... There's a name for that. Like There's the, a name for that. The bedrooms and then downstairs with the kitchen. So if you were up... Say you were upstairs and you're chilling out and just like smoking or whatever... You light, you leave your lighter up there, and then you got to go down to the kitchen because you want something. <laughs> and you figure out that you left your lighter up there. You're already two stories down and, and, from where your damn. There's lighter just so is. many more options maybe, for where it maybe <laughs> maybe your maid Olga is off for the day. Oh, like... she's got that shit too. <laughs> You're looking for it, and she's got it the whole time. She's like, I took Master Lackey's weed home. <laughs> <laughs> <Ha-ha>. <laughs> oh my god, we went on tangent there. <laughs> That's the point, though. <laughs> So uh, at this at this point he was thirteen, and he joined the school's wrestling and track team. Really? Yeah, he actually. He w- must have been a very interesting child. He was actually to how very he physically is as an adult, or was as an adult. He was very physically gifted. Like he actually, you know, you have to look past the hair, <laughs> but he had a body. Yeah, like he, he was botted up for You know, a while. that's true. Like, when I think about different roles, like if he had like a short sleeve on or something, like he, he did definitely have some guns, yeah. in his arms. Yeah. Even if it's Doubtfire, because you know, he wore oh, like yeah. the short, short sleeves, so you could see the definition of his yeah. arms. Well, like, you can imagine being from that and age. It would be that age, yeah. Being like a track star, because like, like we are, I'm, I'm definitely glossing over stuff because I don't want. This could be for three in history, could, this could be like a 10 fucking episode oh yeah yeah if you went through his whole life and you told like everything there was to tell but But i want to but i know yeah but we gotta just (laughs) kind of skim over and take the fat so at at an early age you know we just talked about him moving to a 40 room a 40 room estate yeah at an early age at 16 his father went into early retirement and they moved to tiburon california where is it, Tiburon? It's literally the richest part of California. I know, but is that northern? It's or uh, it's actually southern? South Beach. South Beach. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. So he literally went from being super rich to being mm, even more rich. Extremely rich. rich. <laughs> yeah, he's Scrooge McDuck rich now. And he's sixteen. He ends up going to Redwood <laughs> High School, which I fucked up like four times right now. <laughs> Meh. So uh, he has got a pretty actually unremarkable. High school career. He is, like we talked about earlier, he was part of the wrestling team, part of the track team. Uh, one thing I saw is actually, on, I forget what they call it, the rope that when you row. Rowing? Up. No, there's a name. Or crew? Crew? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's crew. So, uh, yeah, he graduates in 1969, and he's actually voted the most likely to succeed. Oh, nice. They got that one right. <laughs> yeah, well, Good yeah. call. Well, they actually <laughs> voted him most likely to succeed and most funny. Like, duh. There yeah, you they, go. They, they got they that one right, too. That on that. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. If you go to high school with fucking Robin Williams. Dude, if you did anything with him, have you ever even able to meet the guy? I mean, he just seems like he was just a ball of energy. <laughs> Hell, yeah. I might be repeating myself, but I heard a story where uh, Robin Williams and Jim Carrey are at the same party. And, uh, and, no, you hadn't said that. No. And uh, so their friends were like, we have to keep these two apart. It would be like a nuclear bomb. <laughs> and, and apparently Robin Williams and Jim Carrey heard that they and were they at the, the same They spent the whole point. night trying to come together. <laughs> and their friends the whole night long were like, no, no, no. Rob, okay, Robin's like fucking 15 feet over there. Jim, Jim, let's go over here. Apparently they spent the whole fucking night keeping those two apart. 
you know. I, what an exhausting night. God, oh well, here's God. the thing. Especially if they knew that, oh, dude, Jim's here. Well, here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. Wrap your brain around those two in the 90s coming together. Oh, no, no, no. That would be, I'd pay money for that. I'd pay good money for that. It'd be fucking out of control. It'd be like, there'd be dudes like crawling out of fucking like rhinoceroses and another guy talking about, yeah. yeah. So anyway. So much. Just exactly like that. Yeah. It'd be that, but fucking X-rated. Right, yeah. Because that's how they roll. So uh, Robin ended up going to Claremont Men's College after that. His whole thing is he wasn't really interested in like working with his hands. That was Robin. He said that I'm not interested in working with my hands. He ends up joining the College of Marin. That's how we said it, right? Yeah, Marin. Yeah. So he went there for three years. He had an acting coach named James Dunn that uh, said quote about him. Said the depths of this young man's talent is evident. Dude, that's every time. The quote, like his teachers are like, this guy's fucking amazing. Yeah, I could see it right away. Yeah, every fucking time, anything he does, like, what the hell? Like, what am I working with here? It's like, it's every single teacher. I'm keep repeating myself, but this is legit. Like, through every teacher did not know what to do with him. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. You have to. Well, and I showed you the clip of a Good Morning Vietnam, which you hadn't yeah. seen before. Yeah. And like he just bam, bam, go, go. No, go, yeah, go. that's that's amazing. Like the talent he had for the speed of jokes. Yeah, just go, and not yeah. only that, the the fact that it would go from one to the other to the other to the other, and it all and no made stop. sense. And, and no stop. No, yeah, exactly. And 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 the fact that he didn't even stop himself by like laughing or <laughs> but he you know, does he, now and then. Yeah, but for the most part, he can just go and just get into that character and just do amazing things yeah that's uh i think one of the things i love about him is like uh you if you watch his old stand-up comedy like even like we'll get into it later like his films and just it's just everything is fucking rapid fire like no, we, yeah, we definitely a stand-up is yeah. just nonsense we, we got back to back we got a quote from uh, christopher reeves <clears throat> later nice yeah that speaks about this so it his whole thing is he was just improvised like everything that he got hired for, they were like, "Okay, Robin is going to. We're gonna hire him, but he's gonna do whatever he wants." Yeah. Like we're gonna like we'll get into like not in this episode, but next episode we're gonna get into Aladdin, the whole thing with the, the genie. They didn't even have a concept for what the genie was gonna look like until Robin Williams did fucking like almost thirteen hours of voice, just like talking and doing just like. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Just that's so badass. Yeah, like he literally just he literally just fucking did Robin Williams. Just created the character. Well, just yeah. from knowing animation and uh, how it works and all that doo doo, um, to think that they had that much to go off of to build this character. Because I, I love Aladdin. That's my favorite Disney movie. Me too. And and like Mr. Just, Aladdin, sir, what will, will your pleasure, pleasure be? That's Robin Williams. Yep, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but that the genie flows so well. 
so like, great. Like, like it flows 10, so well. 10,000 years will give you such, such a, a crick in, in the, the neck. neck. <laughs> 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 oh, that's great. Sorry. Yeah, but no, I, I think it's like that's an amazing thing for them to trust him so much to basically create a character. They just gave him a yeah. script and he and developed he ran with it. The, the genie. He created every gag. Every, I mean, don't like, quote me on that. He didn't develop the genie. I don't want anyone to get mad because I said that he did something that he didn't do, but just He created the say, genie in this story. He created yeah, the he, genie of the lamp in this story. Yeah, and his version yeah. of the genie. Anyway. So his great. version of the genie. There we go. I like. I, I love like when he does um, the the Rodney Dangerfield impression. Is yeah, like, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What did he say about I was getting beat by a rug? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, uh, right? You know, yeah, cause he's, yeah. He's got the face and everything with the eyes. He's like, be punctual. <laughs> <laughs> he's sorry, he's sorry, good. Oh, I'm glad that I haven't cried yet. There we go. Yeah, but yeah. So think about that. Like for, I'm gonna kind of jump real quick. What was your favorite Robin Williams moment? I want to hear. Like, this is what I want to hear right now. I remember. Like, this is another reason why, kind of like, I guess Aladdin was important to yeah, me in Aladdin my childhood. Was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, when we went to no go wishing see for that, other wishes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what everybody I, no tries to do. No wishing to bring anybody back from the dead. You wouldn't like it. It's not pretty. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I was in like. A horrible mood. I just remember that day sucked for some reason. I don't know. Maybe I got in trouble. Or that's probably a good reason. But um, we went to go see Aladdin. Oh, and I remember because I had pink little snow boots on and it was snowing outside. And like and the, the sun had come Aladdin. out and it was Aladdin. And you got to see Aladdin. It was like right when we got there, the sun started shining. And I was like, okay, maybe. Yeah, but I was that's still dope. just sitting in the seat. And just like watching the movie and being like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, I'm I'm into the movie, but I'm still pouting, you know. And <laughs> but then, then you see Aladdin. When when he, when he opens up the the you know when he rubs the lamp, the yeah. And the yeah, I remember that like maybe kind of because I was like, oh, oh, okay, okay, I'm interested. <laughs> and then I was just like instantly in love with the character. And that scene, that scene you're talking about, mm-hmm. when the you know Aladdin first meets the genie, and it's just mm-hmm. rapid fire, just yeah. rapid fire, just joke after joke after joke yes. after joke. And, and some of it, you know what, I didn't get as a kid. Some of it well, I, like, I got because of the, the imagery, you know, like whatever. Like you're like, oh, thieves, okay, there you go. And as an adult, there's little kind of jokes in there that you can see and be like, oh, okay, that's funny. Yeah. It's like, should I call you Al or just didn't? Or Laddie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, and there's like a, a fucking dog with a fucking kilt on all of a sudden. Yeah, see, I didn't get like, like images and stuff like that I didn't, didn't get because I was like six or something. Oh, yeah, we, were, yeah, we weren't yeah. that old when it that, came out. I, I remember having the Aladdin cassette where it was like the puffy case. Yes, the the VHS. Yeah, where the case was like puffy. Yeah, the, like all the the old like VHS that were in the vault would have the white like squishy yeah. material it, on it. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it we had used like a to lip, have it has like a big lip on like it. That. And and it yeah. yeah, the original. Yeah, I do um, remember that. Yeah. Uh, what was it, Little Mermaid? The original cover that got taken away because mm. it had bad stuff in it. What What about in uh, Aladdin? This is one of my favorites. Uh, the make way for Prince Ali. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Make, make way. Could you imagine them. any other person other than Robin Williams doing that? 
Well, I do now Will because Smith, you guys yeah. showed me Will Smith doing <laughs> it. Yeah. But well, he, oh, 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 know what? He's the only other person that gets that leeway. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. True. No. He gets no, the pass. I, I, he gets the pass. When you guys said the that pass. there was a live, because okay, apparently I saw the live action. I do not remember this. I think I was like kind of typical. I don't typical. know in some <laughs> trance or something because I do not remember this at all. So the other night when we were doing one of our other podcasts, we were just looking this, stuff yeah. up on the internet. And we were talking about Aladdin because I yeah. think we were talking about Robin Williams. Yes, yes. And um, you guys were talking about, well, you know, what I remember about... you're like, I've never seen that. Yeah, because <laughs> you guys were talking about the live action. I was like, there's not a live action. And then you guys were like, yeah, there is. And you saw it. I was like, yeah, we watched it. But then you guys played it. And then uh, Will Smith came out. And, the, you know, because he's like, comes out as a genie and he's like, you know, Doing his old he's, spiel. The old, he's the only one I can give the pass yeah, to. Yeah, I, I honestly had he's to say, I, 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 I was I not why. upset. I don't know why. I, yeah. I don't know why, but like when I saw his performance, that was where I kind of fell in love with Will Smith as the character. And I I kind of wanted to hear Jake's version because we heard Solana's. So yeah, give, and made my day better. <laughs> give, give me a Robin Williams <laughs> moment that made you smile. Uh, especially, like, probably my first Robin Williams moment I remember was the, uh, at least my favorite one anyway, it was in Hook, you know, when uh, the. <laughs> yeah, when he first started, <laughs> uh, starts uh, imagining the food oh, and stuff. So yeah. And Bang around. Like, and they're and like slanging the, the weird colored yeah. food around. That's a good scene. Yeah, it was a good scene. Unfortunately, I don't remember. How do you not remember Bang Arang? Bangarang, been well, through this the same way I did not remember Ru- live action Ru- Ru- I remember Ru- that. Fee-o. I remember That's that. all the same. I only remember a little same, bit same. of it. Well one, That's of the, all right. well, one of the things I love that he brought up is this exact scene. Okay, so you're, well, his name is Jack or in the movie? That's the son. Jack's the son. Jack's right? Peter. Son. He's he's Peter. Peter. He's Peter. Yeah, he's Peter. So he's back with the Lost Boys. And they're all like all telling him to kind of like teach him to remember and pretend yeah, again. Yeah. And they're all they're all like pretending to eat food. Mm-hmm. And he's like looking around and they're like, like you guys can't see me out there listening, but like I'm pretending to eat. Yeah. But yeah. You know, <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, I forget the it was a small little round black kid. You remember the, the little he, chubby one? Yeah. yeah he, the, like the, he the his, atta- his attack was to turn into a ball and roll at you. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But he's the one who's like, imagine Peter, remember Peter. Remember, Peter? Oh, don't cry. He's doing it. <laughs> don't, don't do that, man. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. He's doing it. He's doing it. Oh, my. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's good, so, man. Yeah. So, That's and they like. And then when he flicks it, it with the spoon, it yeah. Him in the face. It hits him in the face. And he's like, oh, shit. Hey, yeah. He's like, oh, wait, I do remember that. Yeah. It's like pink and yellow. Yeah. Yeah. I was green. Like, yeah. All the different colors. It's ice cream, I thought. <laughs> no, but. dude. They're like eating. Food. Now right? I know, but yeah. I figured they were eating whatever they liked, you know. And who who kids played like ice cream. who played Tinkerbell in that? That was Julia Roberts. Julia yeah, I was Roberts. just gonna say that, yeah. Yeah, and then we had uh, Dustin. Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman yeah. yeah, I remember. I remember. I love. I love his hook. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I loved his hook. Chris, the way he talked to Penn. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my best hook impression. I can never do that again. <laughs> Dustin <laughs> Hoffman, man, that's tough. <laughs> that was a one-time thing. So. <laughs> So we kind of went. Sucks. Yeah, <laughs> sucks. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so we we kind of went through our favorite like Robin Williams moments. We're like we're still sticking with the story. So at this point, we're looking at 1973. 
And he gets a... Disco. Right? (laughs) He gets a full scholarship to Juilliard. Dude, what I wouldn't have given for that. Well, not like he needed it. He could have paid for that shit. Oh, yeah. No problem. But, no, I'm just saying. Well, you make a point. But still. No, but the thing is, is, is... It, it does make a difference because instead of well, spe- he could have paid spoke for to it. His skills. It, exactly, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. He could have paid for it, but he was so good he didn't uh-uh. have to. And like everybody that was in class with him, we got some quotes coming up. Everybody that was in class with him, it's just fucking. He was just a whirlwind. Yeah, and, and that that's kind of where, where we're gonna get at. But he was actually only one of twenty people that year. To be selected to be in in the the hall they call it the Hall of Juilliard. Oh wow! Yeah, he was. It, Mandy Patinkin was one of them. <laughs> he and Christopher Reeve were only the two uh, accepted into the advanced program that year. And one of the things here's the thing is I fell in love with uh, Superman when I was so so very young. Yeah. And then to fall in love with Robin Williams, and then to kind of like figure out those guys were homeboys. They were like the the best friends. I have a I have a very small story to tell because I don't want to lose my shit. As uh, Christopher Reeves, everybody knows, had an accident, became a paraplegic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin Williams was the very first one to make him laugh. That's he, crazy. He said this. I for, I forget the exact phrase, but he's, he's like that. I have a actually have a uh, picture that I printed out. It was a uh, Robin Williams came into the his room. And he was dressed up like a complete doctor, like had like the mask on and everything. Mm-hmm. And he says, Mr. Reese, I'm sorry. We're going to have to remove your penis. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that made Christopher Reese fucking laugh. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, yeah, I mean, just imagine it in his voice. Uh, yeah. And, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the, the picture that I used to have was uh, Christopher, Christopher Reeves in the bed, of course, paraplegic. And Robin Williams with a full doctor's garb on. What, wait, 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 wait. He wasn't paraplegic. Let's correct that. Quadra, He's quadriplegic. Quadriplegic. Thank yes. you. He was quadriplegic. And uh, the thing, uh, Robin Williams was in the full, like, uh, surgeon gown. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, he had taken the mask off. So he had, like, the head, the, you know, like, the headband and, like, the, you know, the whole gown. Yeah. And he was holding Christopher Reeves' head by the back of his own head and holding her head together and kissing. Aww. It's fucking Aww. awesome. The, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. He was awesome. Yeah, that meant a lot to me. Like he literally kissed Christopher Reeves on the lips. Fuck you if you have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's powerful. I mean, that just shows especially the back then. There. Dude, yeah. yeah, that was like the early nineties. Yeah, yeah 90, that's I think like ninety, nineteen ninety. Okay, yeah. It was early. Yeah. Yeah. I remember because I remember being a kid and thinking, how they, they could were buddies. That they were best buddies to Superman. To Superman. Yeah. Yeah, like that was my thing that, too. That like broke my heart as a kid because I was just like, wait a minute, wait a minute, life is real. That, that's my thing. Yeah, I had that like, same that, thought. That, yeah, it, it was like it was a part of kind of like changed things a little bit for me as a kid. I know that sounds weird, but certain things stick with you, you know. Yeah, one of the big things that hit me was uh, Robin Williams was best friends with Superman. Yeah. <laughs> he was best friends with Superman. And we actually have a quote from uh, Christopher Reeve's first impression of actually meeting fucking Robin Williams. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> he wore tie-dyed shirts with tracksuit bottoms and talked a mile a minute. I'd never seen so much energy contained in one person. He was like an untied balloon that had been inflated and <laughs> immediately released 
I watched in awe as he virtually caromed off the walls of the classrooms and hallways. <laughs> to say that he was on would be a major understatement. That's fucking Superman <laughs> saying this shit. That, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> that's fucking Superman shit. Like, I wrote this down for Jake like as a quote, and Jake got the whole quote, which is awesome. Oh, nice. <laughs> he, he was just fucking... Picture yourself meeting Robin Williams at this time period. This is the... You know, late seventies, early eighties, coming across somebody like this is just like, go, 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 go. There's no stop. I would, dude, that would just be awesome because it's it's positive energy. You know, it's not like he's a negative person just like slamming these insults or whatever. I mean, it's all positive stuff. So you, it has to be like uh, contagious. That you know, to where shit, it, would, right? it would have yeah. to keep you up and then make you be what? like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and laughing like I could see it wearing you the fuck out if you're around it. For but like I don't think it would wear you out to where you'd be like, please go home. <laughs> no, and it would be more like you laugh yourself to sleep like, or something. Stop, man. I'm going to go comatose. Stop. Yeah. My face hurts. So uh, we have another awesome quote from one of his dialect teachers. Uh, the, what was the guy's name? J- Michael Kahn? Michael Kahn, it looks like, yeah. He said, I was blown away by his ability to instantly perform in any accent. He is a human dynamo. Dude, talk about a compliment. Right? <laughs> if somebody called me a human dynamo, I'd be like, okay. I have <laughs> one accent, and that is redneck. <laughs> I, I try to do any accent, and it all comes out as a redneck. <laughs> so I, I appreciate my big thing is I don't know even what I would even begin to say when somebody came at me like that. They're yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> but uh, so we're at now we're at 1976. Okay. So Williams leaves the uh, that the college we were just talking about. I just can't remember it off the top of my head now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Juilliard. No, no, he's not in Juilliard yet. Oh, okay, okay. Marion. So he actually ends up working at a busboy in Trident, where his uh, father got the big ass estate. You know, at the early retirement. Really? Uh, yeah, his dad's not really like wanting to. He's like, you're you want to be a comedian? Yeah, I see. He doesn't want to really reach out because he's not doing what he approves of. So the big thing I see can think of now is he he had a big quote about his mom. He said, uh, I get my sense of humor from my mother. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> glad that we sense. finally fucking put that in there. Because I watched so many fucking videos of him just goofing off with his mom. Yeah. And she make, she would make these dirty fucking jokes. And Robin, <laughs> Robin would turn red. <laughs> fucking Robin. <laughs> like, uh, no, the one that got made me laugh is uh, she's standing there and Robin and her like just kind of bullshitting and whatever. And you can see her. She has this rubber band that she fucking breaks in half. And then, like, Robin and her are talking, and she goes like this, and, like, nonchalantly is, like, looking like she's rubbing her nose, and she goes, <laughs> 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 She, like, is holding this big-ass long rubber band out of her nose. Uh, <laughs> nice. And, like, Robin just fucking loses it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was great. I definitely get my sense of humor from my mom. <laughs> so we do need a quick correct. He was actually at Juilliard at this time. We are sorry. Yeah, we, Called it. Yeah, yeah, you did. You Jake was right. Did, but I don't like saying you're right, but you're right. <laughs> we were just talking about Christopher Reeve at fucking Juilliard. So. <laughs> Christopher Reeve and Juilliard. 
Robin ends up leaving Juilliard uh, in his junior year. Uh, actually, quote from one of his teachers, uh, Gerard, I can't say his name. <laughs> Williams was a genius. There was nothing more we could teach him. That If you have a classical teacher that says that to you, Dude, I've been going to college for a very long time, I, and there's there's a lot there's a lot of reason behind that. So shut up, people. Yeah, that's well, <laughs> stupid. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing is like if you're one of his teachers, is it kind of hard for you to if you're Juilliard teacher, is it kind of hard for you to not say like, look at this fucking crazy guy, is our style not right for him? <laughs> I don't think so though. I don't think so. Only just I think <clears throat> artistic teachers. Are they they like to see that difference, that yeah. that that that's something that they've never seen before. They'll emphasize. The do certain do parts any of you guys of... have any friends that are just hundred percent just go go go? They can't stop. They don't stop. Like that's such a rare person. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. We all know her. I don't want to name her name because of you it's know okay. that's just being respectful. So but yes, go, go, if, go, if go. I said her name, you would understand it. Well, like uh, when I showed you the clip from a Good Morning Vietnam, and that was the the whole just like. I, I wish I wish I had that in me. Just yeah. boom, 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 boom. Just next joke after the next joke. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't do that. I my my thought process is that I have to think and then say something. Like I have I, to think about I the joke to be like, wait. Yeah, I I can't just like slam it out there knowing that it's gonna be funny. I have to process <laughs> it first. That's also I think that's also an O C D thing. <laughs> yeah. So this exact Teacher himself, uh, Gerard, told him uh, in 1976, uh, he, he told him he should, tra- should try stand-up. Really? That's yeah, where he, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, he just, you know what? You're just, you just, <laughs> you're fucking Rob. Go do stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> you're fucking yeah. Rob. Yeah. So he ends up going to, uh, doing this whole circuit. He does a Holy City Zoo, uh, the Club. This place literally called the Club. Interesting. I haven't written it. It's called the Club in San Francisco. Huh. So it's uh, he's starting to actually do shows and get out there and be a stand-up comedian. So he starts work working like tending bar and different comedy clubs and stuff like that. And that's kind of where you start. Like you ever heard like the phrase "a doorman"? Yeah. 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 yeah you start like uh, Ari Shafir is a particular guy that started off as a doorman. They they you work the door and then you know, you become a bartender and then you get a free spot on stage. Yeah, you got to work your way up. Yeah, so he, that's that's where he got started. Uh, the comedy store is like where his big, big like to go was like up uh, Mitzi Shore, Polly Shore's mom, mm-hmm. like really helped him out a lot. Really? Yeah, he actually the one of the interesting things I read is he hung out with John Belushi a lot. We're gonna get into that in a little bit, but uh, we're gonna get into his drug use and like, like I said, we're that's not gonna be our focus. It's just gonna be something we're t- we're. So, Celebrating the guy, not fucking, yeah. Roasting the guy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Robin was actually, uh, Missy Shore called him the one of the leaders of the comedy renaissance. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's pretty dope for Missy Shore to say that yeah. about you. So uh, basically the comedy renaissance was that people like uh, Bill Hicks, um, uh, George Carlin, uh, uh, Richard Pryor, Okay. You, know, you know they're okay. out there. They're out there talking about sex and drugs, and because Robin Williams get sex, out, drugs, and rock and roll. Uh, yeah, like I, Robin Williams get out there and talk about like how much it sucked to like not be able to stop do coke, stop doing cocaine. Like, like the, we went to Mexico and they said we give you a monkey for you back. 
<laughs> so no, it's it, funny, but it's not funny. But it's funny. Well, this, it, this, you got to remember that joke was in like '78. Yeah. yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's funny, but then I know people are like, "Well, why'd you laugh at that?" Well, because it's funny. It's <laughs> because <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> when it came to drugs, Robin said, "Quote: The best brains of my time turned to mud." <laughs> that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, like we talked about earlier, like Jim Belushi and. And uh, he was actually uh, with the, I said Jim, sorry, with John, he was actually with John Belushi the night that he died, and he actually had to go to court for that. That's sad. Yeah, because... Uh, losing, losing your friend. Yeah, it was his homeboy. And boy. then them being like, did you do it? Well, the thing is, is uh, Belushi ended up doing, I think it's what's called a speedball. It's mm-hmm. heroin and coke at the same time. And uh, Robin, at this point, was actually like trying to get clean. He cause, did want to do that. Yeah. Well, he's he uh, he's actually we'll get into it. But at this point, he's he's married. Okay. And uh, his wife at this point doesn't really play out because she disappears. Really. But yeah, she he's fucking Robin Williams and he's fucking up. So. <laughs> okay. But uh, okay. so he he hangs out with uh, Belushi. And uh, Belushi's with a, another stand-up comedian. I forget her name. But uh, Belushi ends up ODing that night. And Robin's actually not there when it happens. But he ends up having to go to court to testify that, oh, yeah, I was with him. And he was alive when I saw, the, I, he was alive when I saw him last. And oh, were they just tried to determine that type of death? They, well, they were trying to determine if Robin had anything negligible to do with it. Like if he was there with him fucking doing drugs. Mm. That's so sad. I mean... You know, you, you just lost your friend, and they're gonna slam that on you. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So, but uh, before before the whole Belushi thing, because that, that's it's not even something I have written down because I didn't really want to talk about that. Yeah, no, no problem. But uh, in '77, he moves to LA. He starts uh, performing at the Improv, uh, the Laugh Inn is a spot there, and then the the Royale. And those are his most uh, frequent rotation spots, you know. And then for a stand-up comedian, I have a couple friends like Aaron Marsh mm-hmm. and uh, Jericho Davison that are stand-up comedians. Okay. So he got his rotation in these spots, started to get noticed, and he actually was seen by a TV producer. And how do we say this guy's name? And we went over it like five times. George Slatter. George Slatter. 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 I don't know. S a s c h l a t t e r. Sounds German to me, but yeah. I don't know. So he was a producer for Mork and Mindy. Nice. But here's the thing is he got cast for Happy Days as a character named Mork. And the, the, I actually went back and watched the episode. And uh, so Fonzie was upset because nobody, no girl in the town would date him anymore. And oh, he, sad, sad. And he comes across... <clears throat> no way. And he comes across Mork, and Mork's an alien. Not the Fonz. <laughs> like, the Fonz... Oh, here's the thing, is Mork comes across... Uh, Fonz comes across Mork. Mork is an alien, and Mork does not understand dating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's the whole spiel of this episode. And I've, like, I've seen it. I Like, I remember vaguely, but I don't remember everything about it. And this is where the phrase, don't jump the shark, because in that episode, Fonzie jumps the shark on his motorcycle because Mork says he can't do it. Interesting. <laughs> so you can you can't jump a shark. I can't I can't do the mark force. Nanu, nanu. <laughs> but uh, like so that's where the whole jump to sh- don't jump the shark. That's where that that came. If you guys don't know that, I hope you know it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like uh, without Robin Williams, jump the shark would not exist. 
This is true. Yeah, so he had that one episode on Happy Days. One episode on Happy Days. And then Shuttler, how do we say his name? Schlatter. Schlatter. Offered him a TV show that they were going to do as Mork and Mindy. I loved that and show. So Pam oh. Dawson was his co-star. And she had no idea who fucking Robin Williams was. <laughs> Can you imagine that? And him come in just like, because he was just a ball of energy. Yeah, well, it, here's the thing is on the Mork and Mindy show, I actually went through and doing research for this episode, I went through and actually looked at the transcripts for the episodes, and Robin didn't have any. He he didn't have any lines. Written lines. He didn't have any. Wow, written. so it was all um, improv. improv. Yeah. So he'd, he'd wow. Walk, yeah. Ad-lib, yeah. Ad-lib, there we go, that's what I was looking so for. So he'd walk in and like he would have an idea of what was going on. But then it would just go fucking crazy, like I was telling you about before. He walked in and grabbed the two eggs and grabbed them. He's like, "Fly!" <laughs> <laughs> and on backstory, that's because he didn't understand. Um, he didn't understand. He didn't understand what eggs, eggs were. were. And so, and then Mindy explains to him that they become birds, <laughs> and she's making omelets, and Mark doesn't understand. And so Mark gets upset that she's making omelets out of eggs, and it's like, and he grabs these eggs and fucking throws them in there and goes, "Fly!" <laughs> you know that, that's improv genius man like, how do you hold a laugh in from that yeah, like, well seriously if what? you're on, if you're on if you're on the set and you got Robin Williams and you're trying to not laugh the whole fucking time because he's up there with Pam Dawson just like blah 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 you know and he's doing all these silly things I couldn't do it I couldn't do it. I, 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 it's so hard to hold that poker face, like you know, just being like staying I'm, in character. Yeah, especially when they're doing something funny and you're supposed to stay angry. Mm. It is so hard <laughs> to stay angry when someone's being funny. Well, and that's her whole character is because she understands that Mork is an alien, doesn't have a place. And this is in the seventies, mm-hmm. and it's a so it's a TV show that she's a person that knows an alien that's trying to give him a place to live. And the the very first shooting of the show, this was not script. Fucking Robin walked in and sat on his head. <laughs> he he like walked in and fucking literally. The funny thing is, I have an image. Actually, saved an image of this. He fucking sit went and sat on his head on a like a like a uh, what do you call it? lazy boy? Yeah. lazy boy. And he folded his legs. And like he's like upside down, folded his legs and did like this yogi sit, like just like upside down. <laughs> And they didn't know what to do. And like uh, Pam Dawson started fucking laughing. Like everyone was like, Robin, what are you doing? And he just, okay, we'll do it again. He, <laughs> he came in and did it again. <laughs> so his whole thing is he walked in just to make people laugh. And uh, one of my favorite things about uh, uh, Mork and Mindy is I use it today at Nanu Nanu. Mm-hmm. And that's, God, how do we even begin to explain that? Nanu Nanu, that's. Uh, that was his introduction. It's like a little hot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like, hey, what's up? And uh, his handshake was this. Yep. <laughs> That's the sideways Spock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live and prosper. Yeah. And at the end of every episode, he would he would talk to the supreme intelligence. Mm-hmm. You know, and, oh, and he would explain the episode. Like, and this happened, and uh, more from work, signing out till next next week. Nanu, nanu. Yep. Dude, I, my mom probably was like semi going nuts when this show was when we were watching this show because of we would run around and be like nanu 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 being three of us. Dude, my mom's probably like shut. Oh, if you didn't like the show, that'd probably be so. No, she liked the show, but just having three kids. My dad turned me on to that that shit, and I'm like, Dad, what am I watching? Like, what is this? I don't. What 
channel was it on? Was uh, it it was, at that t- at that time, it was like in syndication, <gasps> so it had been on like any thirteen, random, eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this that. was in, yeah. this was in the late eighties. Yeah. Remember, we only had a couple channels. <laughs> click, 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 click. Yeah. Click. So uh, right around this time, like, so in seventy seven, during the time of uh, Mark and Mindy, he did his first special off the wall. Mm-hmm. You know that that got a lot of attention because he was still he wasn't a movie star yet. And, no, uh, he's he's ba- he's doing TV, yeah. but he hasn't really broke it big in the big screen. One of the things I want to, because I posted this on several spots in social media, that picture Jake sent of me as him with him as a mime. Mm-hmm. It, I was having oh. a bad day, mm-hmm. and Jake sent that to me. I was like, oh man, <laughs> Dude, it fucking changed my whole day. I'm sorry, but. It changed Don't my apologize. Whole, it, That's it, awesome. It changed my whole day. I was in a bad mood, and I got that picture of Rob Williams. It's like, okay, just like I, I like stuff. How long did <laughs> it take you to recognize which one was Robin? Two seconds. Okay. Two, two seconds. Mine, was, mine took a little bit just because they're both making faces. Yeah. Well, to where I'm like, wait. Well, Robin's so expressive. He's doing yeah, like the camera. Right. Thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. I, like, I looked oh, at him Robin. first, but then I look back at the other guy, and I'm like, mm, okay, that is Robin. <laughs> So, and then 78, he did a, a night with Robin Williams. I don't know where that was filmed, but here's a, we had a little bit of confusion a little while ago. In 83, he did, he did Night at the Met. Mm-hmm. And I just remember in the book, he was talking about doing a show at a football, or no, sorry, a baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. And I I got that confused. Because, yeah, the Met is a Metropolitan Opera. And then you looked up and found the Metropolitan Opera. Yeah, yeah. It's at this point he actually starts to win awards. Honestly, it's kind of crazy that it took this long. I agree. So, what was the first one that we? Because uh, we we looked a lot here. We were trying to find, make sure we were on point. What was that first one we saw? The first one is Mork and Mindy. Um, in 1979, he was nominated for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series, but he didn't win. But also in that same year, also for Mork and Mindy, he was nominated for Best Actor in a Television Series and won. He was also nominated for the same category in 1980, but was only nominated. He didn't Um, And then the next one is 1980, where Reality, What a Concept. That was the main date that I got wrong. Yeah, the, but we this but we fact checked. We fact checked. We did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, and it's for best new artist, and he won. Yeah. So at this point, man, he's that's a Grammy award. Yeah, he's winning awards. He's on top of the world. Imagine put yourself in Robin Williams' shoes at the point in like L.A. Well, L.A. He's in L.A. <clears throat> yeah, and back then, oh my gosh. Like it, it was the hot spot. You know, not that it's not a hot spot now, but I mean, but back then it was still a little fresh and new for them. And uh, stand-up comedy was also just coming up and it was to new. be a popular thing. Yeah. Um. So he was on the top of the world. Well, if you think about it, before Robin, we had uh, you know I'm sure there's a myriad of people I'm not remembering, but we had like some Bob Hope. We had some mm-hmm. people Richard like that. Pryor Richard was Pryor, Richard Pryor, stand-up comedian. Yeah, we. will I don't know anything about uh, George, George Carlton. I'm just not a George Carlin. Carlin. See, see, I got his name wrong. See, I don't, <laughs> I don't follow him. Yeah. Oh, he was good, man. Yeah, he's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember watching a couple of his shit, but it just didn't stick. Maybe it'll stick later. <laughs> Throw it right against the wall <laughs> yeah. enough times. Yeah. So, uh, Robin, he was like, like we were saying, in this new environment, stand-up comedy is a new thing. Mm-hmm. In L.A., everybody's partying. He's hanging out with Jim Belushi and Jim Varney. 
Oh my gosh, can you imagine that? <laughs> Two I mean, completely different dudes. <laughs> dude. Okay, so if you guys out there know Jim Varney, that's Vern. That's uh, Ernest that's P. World. Ernest. Ernest yeah. P. World. You know what I mean, Vern? Yeah. And, and they were hanging out doing drugs. So <laughs> Robin got into drugs and alcohol really hard. That was the only way that he could deal with uh, the pressure of getting up and being in front of people. But did he have did he have like anxiety and like like a, like stage anxiety? Or? He didn't. He didn't have stain, stage stage anxiety. His thing was the pressure of having to do it every night. It was oh. like because like, you know you've seen his. I've showed you enough to of grind. his. Yeah, I've showed you enough of his stand up now to where he. Yeah. You know he's just when he's out there he's hundred miles an hour, mm-hmm. and that's because. Oh, and then you gotta like crash. Yeah, I was just gonna say when you come down from that much energy that eventually you're just gonna be like. And then you got to do it three more times that night, because. That, oh my gosh! I mean, yeah, that I can understand that. That's a lot of energy to have to pull together three times. In one day, so, and then repeat, wash, rinse, repeat for the rest of the week. And this is about the time he met David Letterman. And, oh uh, wow! Yeah, and David Letterman had this fucking crazy quote. He said, "We're like morning dew. He comes in like a hurricane, and then he finishes." And I thought, "Oh, that's it. They're gonna have to put an end to show business because what can happen after this?" We didn't approach him because we were afraid of him. <laughs> Honest to God, you thought, "Holy crap! There goes my chance in show business because of this guy." <laughs> Think about that, dude. David Letterman. David Letterman. David Letterman's like, "Oh my, what?" Well, we had earlier Christopher Reeves, yeah, and, and he said some awesome stuff Good about him. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Like the 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 span of people that he knew and touched. Chris well, Superman. David and, Letterman. And the fact that they all, being stars themselves, can recognize that this <gasps> this one being is going to go and be so influential to so many people and they all said the same thing yep they're like my god like this guy what are we gonna do i can't even <laughs> imagine how can we being, top this <laughs> can you imagine like if that's him as a kid if he was if he was the same sense of humor and and i picture him being a class clown i don't know if he was or not but can you I'm imagine sure, being I'm his sure. teacher and trying to wrangle him and he probably has the whole class's attention Oh, and trying to God, take that away from him to the teacher, I'd just give up. I'd just be like, whatever. Could you imagine? It's comedy hour. <laughs> okay, so she put this in my head. Imagine being a classmate with a young Robin Williams, and he just starts going. Starts just roasting it, it, somebody. Yeah, yeah. Voice. Not even the teacher, just yeah, some asshole like kid. Vo- voices and roasting, and they're like, what are you going to do? You're going to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to laugh. Because, like, everybody, like, all these famous. Well, if you know with kids, one starts laughing, the rest of them start laughing, and then you just, you lost all control. Nine times out of ten, that was my ass. <laughs> I, I got kicked out of, uh, you remember Mr. Collingwood? Oh, oh Mr. yeah. Mr. Collingwood. Yeah. That was my dude. Did, uh, Mr. Fox. Mr. Fox. <laughs> I never had a class with him, but I knew him from like give, the give, a, give the listeners a quick description of Mr. Collingwood. He was our oh. he was a high school teacher that we all had. He was a regular well, actually, man. Actually, I didn't have him, but everybody else no, you did. Didn't, right? yeah. Dreadlocks down to uh, very, very low. Almost very, very like low. his knees. Oh, I thought. definitely like the, to yeah, his knees. And he was super chill. And for him, super chill. And I was an asshole for me. to get kicked out of his class yeah i had him for bio and algebra no you know what i, I had did, him for algebra i had him for a couple weeks and then they pulled me out of his class because they said they had too many <gasps> students in that class and put me into rad spinner's class oh rad spinner uh, no rad spinner and the i did listeners not out there do have well. no idea what we're talking about <laughs> this is true we should probably it, cut this it, and start over that's all okay. they're, nah, they're in tucson maybe they had rad spinner maybe they had mr collingwood yeah some of them did it's yeah 
I just take that back. <laughs> so what I'm going to go to next is uh, like we were talking about. He's so just so off the wall, just 100 miles an hour. Yeah, 100 miles an hour. So his managers and critics are starting to actually worry <laughs> that it was too much. They're like, uh, we're starting to worry about his mental state because he's just blam, 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 blam. Yeah. You know, so he actually ended up going into rehab. Really? Yeah. He, it was coke at this point. He, he, yeah, I could worry. I could. I can understand them worrying. That could. Fuck up your heart like bad. Well, you can look at any like I don't want to take. I you guys know how much I love Robin. Oh yeah. And you look at his like stuff from the eighties, late, late eighties, early nineties. He's a he's a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. We and, just watched that one clip of him. Yeah, and you see it. <clears throat> you see his stuff like in the late two thousands. He's about fifty miles an hour. Mm. <laughs> you know, so, slowing down. <laughs> but you can tell, and he even talks about it. He says. uh Says, uh, we give you a great drug, and the Mexicans say, we give you monkey for your back. <laughs> that, 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 was, that was his line. So they were worried that he was just too crazy. So they started bringing him back because of all his like free form, and they just wanted to not have it so in your face. People started to actually accuse him of stealing because of just how much material he was putting out. That's ridiculous because his stuff Thank is so you. fresh. Thank like you. it was just right off the top of his head. Now, how are you going to steal something that's just like a one-time instant? Because the, so the rapid joke fire. goes with where yeah, he was it's, at. It's just with that rapid fire. How are you yeah. thinking of anything in particular? It's just, yeah, you're like you're not thinking of any person's joke. It's just blah blah blah. If you guys have never heard Robin Williams, goddamn, do yourself a favor. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look up some Robin Williams stand-up. And I mean, yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, not just the movies or TV shows, wherever his stand-up is. It's classic. fucking unbelievable. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's some of the best. Like. uh if women ran the world, there would be no wars. Only uh, twenty-eight days every uh, every twenty-eight days, intense negotiations. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, that's awesome. <laughs> so uh, actually, Whoopi Goldberg and Billy Crystal came to his came to his defense. They're nice. Like, they're like, no, dude, like we know Good. this guy because at that point they've actually they had actually all three of them had done a couple of like relief efforts. They done like uh, you know like the the call in you know shit you know. Where, we get so many calls, we get this much money. Yeah, I'm trying to think what it's mm. called. Uh, telethon. Yes, telethon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The three of them have done several telethons together, and they're already friends. Mm-hmm. So they're like, Robin's not stealing jokes. Yeah. I can't think of it. There's no way in hell Robin Williams could steal jokes. Why people, would he... people would steal jokes from Robin Williams. That's exactly what I was just going to say. I was <laughs> like, why would he steal stuff when people are trying to steal from him? He's got so much original that even if he did steal a couple jokes. <laughs> it's like, well, he, but no, what? I'm it's sure that, he did it. No, no, no. no. I, I was just going to say, I was like, he he was so successful. Why would he ever even, even need to sink that low? Well, here's the thing. is If Robin Williams stole your joke, you should be fucking honored. <laughs> that is true. That is also true. <laughs> and you know he did it in his own yeah, way, yeah. too. Well, he even stopped going to other comedy shows just to prove that he wasn't... Yeah, I would probably do the same. Like, Just like, fuck you guys. I'm not, yeah. there's, I, there's no way I can hear you guys' shit if I don't go. <laughs> I see, but I would be the asshole. I would go that one extra step and just be like, someone starts telling a joke, no, nope, can't tell me. I might steal it. Yeah, It's going to be my joke. I'm going to do it better. <laughs> well, and I uh, actually didn't write this down, but I, I'm so glad I remember this. So going through the book right before uh, Mork and Mindy hit its height is when John Belushi died. Um, and uh, he was actually with John Belushi the night he died. Yeah. But he wasn't there when he died. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, John Belushi's girlfriend, I don't remember her name at the time, but uh, they called her over and Robin went and hung out. And John Belushi was just doing called a speedball. 
Mm. I'm not sure what that it's is. It's heroin and cocaine together. Yeah. Oh wow, good times. And Ro- and at th- <laughs> and at this point, Robin was like, "Ah oh, man, I'm like I've been, I can't, I can't." This is when he's getting clean. He's too, trying. Right? He's yeah. trying. He's trying. So Robin's like, "I can't," and he goes home. And that night, uh, Belushi dies. He overdosed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And uh, well, obviously, doing heroin and speed at the same time. I mean, like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's pretty intense. So uh, way to yeah. kill, way <laughs> to imagine. kill your body. Way to kill your body. Yeah, yeah. you know. And I, I'm not a. I don't know anything about it. Never known anybody that's ever been involved. I with mean, teach. You partied hard. I'm not going to tell people yeah. how to live their lives. It was the 70s, man. That's just was, hardcore, man. Yeah, and you know. Belushi was a party. Well, when you do so many drugs like that, I'm sure you just build up such an intolerance to that stuff. You gotta go higher. Well, gotta for, go harder. <laughs> and for and for Robin to show up and be like, oh, okay, this is what's going on. Yeah, not for me. You know, yeah. If I was to show up to a party and somebody's doing speed, I'm like, uh, no. Yeah, uh, yeah that's a bit much. Something like that, I'd be like, uh. If we if we were rolling joints and doing shots, maybe I'm good. But as soon as you fucking start pulling down, yeah, we're not talking about that. But yeah. yeah, no, no, I'm <laughs> so, too boring for that. <laughs> so, like I said, uh, Robbins was there, and he actually got called to court and had to testify. They were they, that has to be so hard. He was one of your really close friends, and I have to go to court and yeah, relive the, inf- the the instance basically, and, mm-hmm. and however many times they made him tell the story, just yeah. reliving it over and over again. And it was not even a couple of years later; it was uh, 1984 that Christopher Reeves had his accident. And uh, that one still devastates me. Me too, Superman. Yeah. So for the uninitiated, uh, our Superman for our generation was riding a horse and fell, and yeah. and broke his neck and became quadriplegic. Yes. And he was very. After the accident, I remember watching it on TV. After the accident, he was very. Uh, what's the word? Just uh, melancholy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Depressed. Very yeah. down. And then yeah. out of nowhere, motherfucker comes in. He said. Uh, at an especially bleak moment, uh, in hurried a squat fellow with a blue scrub hat and a yellow surgical gown and glasses speaking in a Russian accent. He announced that he was my proctologist and he had to examine me immediately. My first reaction that either I was on way too many drugs or I was in fact brain damaged. <laughs> <laughs> and the, there was a couple other random things where he uh, lifted up his uh, gown and Said he was going to have to amputate <laughs> Imagine any guy just hearing that noise. You'd be like, what the <laughs> So uh, I, I reiterated to you, like, I saw a photo of that where he actually, uh, Christopher Reeves has shaved head and in the hospital, just completely invalid. And Robin Williams in that costume. We well, were just talking invalid. About... Invalid would mean that you're completely breakdown. Oh, uh, um, what's uh, quadriplegic? Yes. And Robin Williams leans in and kisses his forehead. And what a powerful picture. Yeah. What a powerful picture. Well, they're they're such good friends. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that would be like if something happened to you and and Jacob came and visited yeah, you, exactly. or, or vice versa. Exactly. So that we jumped ahead a little bit of Christopher Reed's accident, but and in, uh, in the late. 70s to 82 mm-hmm. Mork, and Mil- Mork and Mindy hit up to 60 million viewers weekly damn wow that's huge like I, I, I know my parents were one of those viewers well, I think, wasn't old enough yet I was watching reruns when I was a kid well think about how many view how many like channels we had like not many at yeah, all yeah you know so in 82 83 well Mork and what Mindy did stopped MTV in 82 come out? 
1981. I remember because it was the year before I was born. Yeah, because I was going to say that that was a big thing for TV was that was just like, oh, my God, we got another channel and it's all music. <laughs> so Mork and Mindy effectively turned him into a superstar. I bet. He became a household name at that point with that many viewers. With awards. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Awards, too. Yeah. Well, they were actually making Mork and Mindy lunchboxes and coloring books and posters. Did and I want me one of those? I had, I had a Mork and Mindy lunchbox. Did you? Yeah, I did. My dad got it for me. I had a Minnie Mouse one and I hated it. <laughs> so in 1979, he was actually on the cover of Time Magazine. Really? I didn't uh, know that. In the Mork and in the Mork getup with like the the rainbow suspenders. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And the, the cool thing is that original photo now is in the Smithsonian National Portrait Gallery. And that's pretty amazing. That's I, really amazing. That is. Well, I've never been to the Smithsonian, but I can only it, you only get stuff there if it it's important. Yep. <laughs> Life changing or world changing. So having his picture on the front of the magazine was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, so his fame began to grow, and he actually ended up co-hosting the 58th Academy Awards with uh, Billy Crystal. That's awesome. So it, uh, he had been in a couple of, like low budget movies. One that I found it was so cool. I watched it on YouTube. It's the only place you can find it. It's called I Can't Do it Without My Glasses. <laughs> That, that's the name of the movie. It's, well, I, I get it. I can't do shit without my glasses. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Okay. That's, it's really weird. It's just a lot of improv stuff. It's actually a lot of the mime stuff is in that. Oh, that, nice. That's why it was like when you sent that to me, I was like, holy crap, man. This How did you even find that? I was just on a fucking random page on Facebook. And I just up. saw it. There was something about Robin Williams. And I was like, oh, shit. I wonder if he saw that. <laughs> so his first big role, first big role, Popeye. Yeah. Oh, Good yeah, stuff. I remember Popeye, that. Ni- 1980. Yeah. 1980. And the cool thing about him is like... I didn't remember it because I was born, people. I remember it I was in the months. <laughs> I was born in 82, so we weren't alive yet. No. Neither, no. None of us. But well, the cool thing is that I really loved the way that he went to Popeye's because nobody wanted to do it. He Nobody wanted to like, fucking Popeye? And then, and then and then you bring in Robin Williams. He's like, okay, 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 okay. He was perfect. He got I am what I am. I am what I am. When it's all that I am, you know, because like, I'm Popeye, the sailor. Man. Yeah, it's so great. And I loved that movie because it was a musical. It was a Disney movie. Yeah. You know, and the, the crazy thing about that movie is at the end they fucking ran over a hundred thousand dollars short, and that's why at the end of the movie that he fights a rubber octopus. Do you remember, you remember? You remember the end of the movie? He fights a rubber fucking octopus that doesn't do anything. That's funny. Because they ran out of. They, and uh, I vaguely remember this. I can't like remember or remember it. And the end of the movie, the very very end of the movie, he was supposed to like sail off into the sunset and like you know I'm Popeye the sailor man. <laughs> so they ran out of money, and all that they had money left to do was set this like weird cellophane under the water to where he would walk out over the water and that's the end of the movie if you remember the very end of it he's like walking out over the water doing this dance like I'm Popeye the sailor man <laughs> living in a garbage can <laughs> and he's like walking on the water dancing and the whole reason that scene came about is because they ran out of money uh-huh. so they literally just like this, this polyurethane like stage underneath the water that he could walk out and fucking do a dance on nice wow <laughs> you know what's funny you gotta finish the, the movie how many somehow. movies are there out there? That's probably what happened. We're like, they what just... a shitty ending. They're like, we ran out of money. <laughs> yeah, but, but how much did we love Popeye? Oh, was good oh stuff. I loved Popeye. Yeah, I do. I, I just remember the songs and. Mm. Dude, but he's a man. He's strong. <laughs> we watched he's it. He's mine. 
a, a, like a couple weeks ago or so. Maybe yeah, it, was, it was a few months ago, but okay. it was a little while. Did you really yeah. watch the movie? No, no, no not there was the, movie, the show. A show. Oh, that's and still and good. like, oh my god, this is so like bad like like womanizing oh, and, yeah. Bluto in that episode oh yeah well that and was his role that was his role and I was like oh my god I can't believe this was on TV I, I always loved uh, Popeye's dad's name was Pappy yep it's Pappy what is it Pappy it's Pappy it's Peepie Peepie Popeye and then there was olive oil olive oil and pe- uh, sweet pea sweet pea sweet pea but I thought there was three boys there is there is yeah you, was you're one, 100% right I can't yeah. remember if the other one was Sp- poop deck or, or what it was well she's not on <laughs> no, she's no, not no, on yeah. like, one of them's like pea pie pop pie and, and then I like, thought it was yeah. poop deck was the other one they were, I could they be were, wrong though they, they, in the later cartoons they were their kids and they were, yeah. all, they were all like papa and yeah. 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 <laughs> I love those kids I was like I want to be like that Cause I'm strong to the finish, cause I use me spinach. Yeah, I was the weird kid who ate spinach. Cause I, I totally really just... seriously thought I was gonna get like Popeye muscles and be able to kick ass, but that never happened. It's not bad on a Robin Williams podcast that I did a Popeye impression. <laughs> so his next one after Popeye was a movie I've never seen. It's called the uh, The World According to Garp. I've never seen it. I've never even heard. It came it. out in 1982. Well, it's just not one that I've ever. I, I need to watch it. Apparently, it's a, apparently it's an amazing movie. And then is next, it a serious movie or is it a comedy? Yeah, it's a serious movie. So it's like a drama. Like when he did his serious roles, it was pretty impressive. Oh no, he was really good. Yeah, when he did serious roles. Well, speaking of how you were talking about Jim Carrey and and him not not them not wanting him to be in the room together, <laughs> like Jim Carrey's the same way. Oh, he's, just, he's a hilarious guy, but he can do serious stuff, right. and it's really good. Like he's he he's. Has a lot of emotions. Like he did, uh, Ro- Robin did that movie, a uh, one-hour photo, where he was a serial killer. What a fucking dope-ass movie! And like he, well, I saw it once. What well, he bleached his hair blonde for that. And the funny little side note is uh, when he did that, he actually was on two episodes of Whose Line Is It Anyway, <laughs> and his hair oh. and his hair was blonde because he was doing that movie. Nice, <laughs> dude. Those guys are funny anyway. Because I haven't seen that episode, but those oh, guys so are funny great. anyways. So like, throw Robin we'll, Williams in with them. We'll we'll watch that before you go home. We'll do you a favor and watch that before you go home. I like that. So a movie, uh, one of my personal favorites. I had the VHS of was The Survivors. It's huh. it's a football movie. Oh wow! Well, yeah, I never saw them. Yeah, and then uh, Club Paradise, which is just another classic. It's it's another one of those ones. It's like it's not notable, just here or there. But then uh, we have our big break, 1987. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. I'm sorry. I had to do it. That's another one where he's rolling jokes out. Where just you're like, oh my after. god! And I showed you the outtakes, the yeah. shit that they could yeah. Shit that they couldn't use, just boom, 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 boom. It's boom. just funny because of um, they all make sense. They all interweave within each other, and he remembers what he said <laughs> to, to build on jokes that he and already said before. Yes, and they're smart. Like, like I don't have that mentality. I would have forgotten what I said. I I forget things a lot. I would have forgotten what I said like five jokes before, and, and then repeat been like, it. and repeat it exactly. <laughs> well, and he's got the delivery too. Like, yeah. it's just so yeah. My, Kills it. <laughs> my, my, like you said, delivery and the thing is just rapid fire. The, yeah. his, his just not just joke after joke. His, after stri- joke. his stream of consciousness never stopped. Like we're not going to get onto this episode, but on next epo- episode when uh, he did the genie in Aladdin, yes, they actually drew the genie. They let him do like thirty hours of recording, and then drew the genie to like 
match up with like what he was doing. Ten bucks. He says that fact in the next episode too. Well, I'm gonna, going. I'm gonna have to. I like ten dollars. <laughs> but come on, it's a good fact. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Good Morning Vietnam was directed by Barry Larson. It was his first film, and at that time, to throw throw Robin Williams in to a movie, an unknown. Uh, he wasn't an unknown actor, but to throw him a throw him into a role like that and for the movie to be as big as it was it was huge he it was his big break directed by barry larson uh, he that's where uh robin williams got his first academy award nomination nice. yes he didn't win but he like, was nominated for a lot of stuff yeah well uh, and uh, didn't win but he won a lot of stuff though too that's what sucks like how many award shows he was at i saw so many videos of award shows that he was at that he didn't win like uh, when uh, Robert De Niro got his Academy Award, and he asked Robin to come up and do his acceptance speech. So great. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. That's fucking badass. <laughs> One, is Robert De Niro, and two, you didn't win, but Robert De Niro feels that you should have? Yeah. That's like, that's top notch. So the character he played in Good Morning, Good Morning Vietnam was Adrian, quote, how do we say it? Cronauer? Cronauer. That's it, yeah. We just watched it the other night, and for some reason I can't reset. it. But uh, he naturally improvised all of his lines. Because this guy, this guy was a real shock jock. Okay. The guy that he was playing was a real shock, shock jock, so he just improvised everything he said. And with all the success of Good, Good Morning Vietnam, he starts getting offered bigger roles. He's uh, 1989, he does Dead Poets Society. That's my shit. That's just an amazing Dude, Oh, Captain, movie. My Captain. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, we started that, this, enti- this first... This is actually our second time recording, finishing this first episode because of how much... That I wrote down on how much we want to do a good job and how much going forward we're going to do good shit. Yeah. So we're not just going to pump shit out anymore. <laughs> so yeah. I, anyway, I think we did good stuff before too. I mean, oh, like we, I we thought kicked... Penhurst was pretty good. Well, I told Jake the other day that I'm proud of everything that Three in History has done. Way more proud than anything else I've put out before. So yeah, we're, we're trying. We're trying. Just, just wait for Cowboy David hit hit the yeah, airways. That's gonna be a good one. Oh, that's gonna be I'm a good really one. excited for that. Just wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, mm. the, uh, the 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 Bisbee Massacre. That's gonna be so good. It's See, I've so never good. heard of that, so I I'm excited. Book. I can't wait for you guys to read it. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I'm excited <laughs> to read the book because it sounds like something that's just super interesting. So in uh, 1990, one of my favorite movies was Awakenings, where he plays a doctor named uh, uh, Oliver Sacks. One of the things, uh, Robert De Niro is in that movie. Okay. And that's uh, a lot of people that are just like disabled. And the, it's called Awakenings because he helps with people that recover from strokes, which is a. It's close, based on a true story, yeah, too. 100%, yeah. yeah. And uh, Robert De Niro's character at the end of the movie actually ends up walking out of the hospital. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it's uh, it, he, he's helping people recovering their movement and stuff like that. Oh. And a really interesting story. There's actually a really cool scene in that movie where uh, Robin Williams is uh, he's he's arguing with the one of the do- main doctors. Yeah, right? he's ex- he's explaining how because the patients are catatonic. I, re- I right? actually remember this. Yeah, because he's like Robin Williams is standing and the guy's behind a desk. The woman is in a catatonic wheelchair story, right? and she he throws a tennis ball at her and she catches it. And uh, he's trying to explain that there's there's reflexes and that uh, she's there's something there. They you are know? still there. They're still there. They're not completely gone. And the doctor disagrees with him, and he says, "I'm sorry, but if you were right, I'd agree with you." Yeah. What a great line! <laughs> and what a powerful movie! Or, I'm too. sorry, but I'd agree with you if you were right. That's right. What he says. And what a powerful movie too. He brought up a scene I completely forgot. Like when they throw the ball. To, it's a blonde lady in a white coat or white gown in a wheelchair and she catches the ball she's just kind of she's completely immobile she's not moving she's just staring off they talk to her they try to snap 
everything and she just doesn't respond but he throws the ball at her and it, she catches it and that's huge yeah, yeah. That's he's huge. basically proving that they're still there that they're just trapped within their own mind and that he's making progress yeah and and his uh, argument is that he, he says she she catches it and he said well there's a reflex and he says no if she, if she batted it away that'd be a reflex but she catches it you, yeah, that, I remember that now. Yeah, if, if she that is true it. because it, your first initial reaction is to defend. Yeah, yeah, but she caught she, it. Yeah, she chose to be more proactive. I'm gonna have to actually look into who wrote that movie because I'm actually more interested about it now. That's yeah, really good movie. So I gonna, want to watch it now. <laughs> you should. You guys should make a night of watching Awakenings. Awakening. I'd watch it again. Absolutely. So uh, after that, he did Hook. Hook. How much That's do you love Hook? That's a great Hook. movie. Bang a rang. Rufio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We, we were talking about. I forget about that. Were, were, were we recording the other night when we were just talking? When we were talking. Yeah, about we them? talked about that. Yeah. And he was like the plane with the food and everything. Like, what a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that was one of my favorites. Like Dustin Hoffman, uh, who who played Tinkerbell? Uh, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Everything about that movie. You know what awesome. I really liked about that movie? And this is going to sound weird, but this is the artist to me. Was the lighting? Oh hell yeah! The lighting was so beautiful, and it made it it, it really set the scene. To where you could see. That's a good point. When they were in Never Let Neverland, so I lost it was my marbles. So <laughs> yes, oh, I love that guy. And at the end, I found my marbles. Um, but uh, the lighting is so beautifully especially done in Never like Neverland. Above, especially when they're above Neverland and flying. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. It's almost like that, like how a child sees the world. Well, and then like the food scene, the food fight so, scene, that's super so, colorful. Yeah. yeah, but then when when he's just regular Peter. He's not in Never Neverland. Yeah. The the lighting is kind of more Basic, glum yeah. and and just just base. It, it's almost to show the two t- totally different two different worlds. Yeah, the two different worlds and two different sides of him. I forget what his name was in the quote unquote real world. I know it was Peter. Peter yeah. I just don't remember. They didn't, did they ever yeah. say his last name? I don't think so. Maybe they know. did. I just don't remember it. But I, one of my favorite scenes is when Rufio finally hands him the coconut sword. Uh huh. And he says, "You're the pan." <laughs> and I'm like, oh hell yeah! And then and the first time he like raises the the sword and crows, yeah, that, that's that legit. Yeah. yeah, that's a good scene. Yeah, and like he's like flying around there, all, yeah. all of them are like he's pan, pan's back, pan's back. Oh yeah. man, it's so good, that's so good. But we're gonna end tonight's episode with me just bringing up one of his favorite ones. One I, of my favorite ones, Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello. Yeah. Like his rap about, I'm a raptor and I'm coming back as oil. <laughs> it was a run by fruiting. It was a run by fruiting. <laughs> Look at me, three days a woman, I'm already having all flashes. <laughs> movie's so classic. So I hope, you yeah. guys, I hope you guys enjoyed our first initial just start on Robin Williams, his early part of his life, up to uh, the, the 90s. We still got like another decade to cover. <laughs> yes, we do. And I wanted to mention that for the research, we got um, it was from Robin. a book named Robin, and the author was Dave Itzkoff. Yeah, and I, I've actually listened. I, I have to admit, it was an audiobook for me, but I listened through. I listened to it twice, and one other time, skipping through, writing down details. So I highly recommend the book if uh, if you guys enjoy this podcast at all, and you like the story. And I I missed I missed I had to jump over so much. Hmm. If you really want to dive into this guy's life, it's a great book. It's available on all uh, Audible. Audible. Yeah, yeah. So thanks, guys. And uh, 
Um, yeah. We want to end with letting you know that we are reminding you that we can be found on Stitcher, Pandora, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Podcast Addict. As well as anywhere else you can listen to your podcast, just search nerdybones.podbean.com and look under Three in History. Booyah. Nice.